Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming up on TMS, I don't like naked trapeze. Two smoking barrels and a monkey. One out of 12. We have a Snorlax in progress at 5th and Main. Who killed Arnold Palmer? Taco Bell fever dreams. Mark Rober, the MacGruber we need. Always the French. Goo runs uphill. Goo runs downhill. I'm not going there for tube steak. Hey, it's my white sister. What was that question about focus again? Cockney rhyming deficit disorder. Rogue pit sweat. Read this with Amy. Street riddling and more with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Does your tape collection look like this? Then you need a KTEL tape selector. With special attachments, it fits conveniently in your car, stores all your tapes neatly, ready for easy selection. Tilt the first tape forward. The others follow automatically. Take your selection when it appears. When replacing tapes, tape selector automatically finds the proper place. In your home or in your car, protect your valuable tapes with Tape Selector, $4.99 from KTEL. <laughs> The morning stream, the morning The Morning Stream. We wish you were here. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show that has trouble organizing its tapes as well. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hi, Scott. Hold on. I'm writing to my calendar. Okay. Uh, January 13th. Uh, 70s style version of opening theme. Okay, good. All right, good. I'm 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 good. Uh, Before you know it, I'll freak you out and go. You'll be like, what? Oh what? yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, that one too. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played the bow in a long time. I don't even know where that is. I don't even have it out. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're back. It's TMS. It's uh, January 13th. It's uh, the year is 2022, and we're here. Uh, you know, just just barreling into the month. <laughs> Just making it work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're almost halfway through January, and and uh, yeah. All right, I'll I'll jump on the I'm in disbelief bandwagon about how quickly this month is already going. But, yeah, uh, you know, it, time goes the same speed all the time. There's no there's no switch that makes it go faster or slower, whatever. Yeah, but uh, goo goo runs uphill, goo runs downhill. I don't know what that means, but it feels like it fits. Uh, it, it time does, yeah. is an unstoppable force, and here we are. That's right, being forced by it forward. Uh, it's good to be back, everybody. It is uh, your you know your normal Thursday business. My sister will be here later. We got stuff from her. Got some stuff with Amy coming up. Fun stuff. But before we do anything, dream time. You ready for this? 
<laughs> get the cards. Get the cards. Dream time. Well, I looked in the cards. There's nothing in there even close to this. So yesterday, and you're in it. This is why this is great. You're in my dream. Oh, God. All right. I took a very short 20-minute nap because I slept so bad the night before that I just was like, I need to lay down for a minute. So I, I, I hopped on the couch, bought one of the dogs with me, curled up, beautiful 20 minutes, set an alarm, like, wake me in 20, boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I wake up you in were, 20, you, yeah. and, and I have the following memory of the following dream. <laughs> Brian was in the dream, and here's how it went. We were in like a three-ring circus sort of setup, except it didn't feel like a tent. It felt like a giant warehouse with huge ceilings, Um, more like a... Like a a Cirque du Soleil kind of show? Yeah, but but the space was like a hangar almost, like something they'd use on Mythbusters to do a test in there or something like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Just really like like a place you... hangar kind of thing. Yeah, a place you'd keep like a big jumbo jet or something like that. Yeah. and there's a trapeze thing, you know, which is like swinging back and forth. And the only person on that trapeze the entire time this is going on is Brian Ibbett. And he is naked on the trapeze swinging. All right. <laughs> so you're up there just going, wee, and you're not saying anything. You're just okay. swinging back and forth, completely butt naked. You got this look on your face. Like Brian's got a happy resting face where he's just chilling. He doesn't, you just have a, you know, hey, there's a guy that looks like he's having a good time kind of face. That's the face you've got on. All right. Okay. Just swinging. So, so really, I mean, just a calm face while I'm swinging on a trapeze naked. Like I'm not, I'm not, uh, it's not my, not my uh, struggling face or my thinking about grabbing the next trapeze face. It's like, nope. It's just, hey, right. I'm up here. Right. I'm swinging. So that was number number one weird thing. Number two, I'm down at the was bottom. I, by the way, was I doing this over an open cocktail on a bar that you were you were drinking? <laughs> no. How about that for a for a callback from like six to seven years ago? Yeah. What was the was that a Chinese or the Japanese place you went or something? No, or it was did? a uh, it was a bar in Vegas called Rum Jungle, where after oh. a certain time you'd get trapeze artists going back and forth across the ceiling over the bar while you're sitting there having a drink. Gross. And you were very worried about. Uh, uh, pubic hairs falling off of those people through their leotards into your open yeah. open drink, or even just somebody's like a little bead of sweat as escapes one of their pits <laughs> right. and yes. falls in the sky and lands in your drink. No, thank you. But yeah. anyway, <clears throat> so I'm down so below. I'm, so, I'm, yeah. so you're swinging. I'm down below fighting a lion with a broom, and by broom I mean like a kitchen broom. Didn't make any sense. Not going to do any good. Okay. But All I'm right. down there going rah, rah, like trying to stop a lion from getting at me. So still, nice. we're very much in this in the circus mode. Apparently, the not safe for you uh, or safe safe for work circus mode because Brian's up there naked. But anyway, I'm naked. Yeah, yeah, being a swinger, of course. So uh, that's going on. And then Laura Palmer was there. Now, before you think, oh, Laura Palmer from uh, um, uh, what's the show? Uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. The, the wrapped in plastic. All that. Yeah. No, this was her head on Arnold Palmer's body. The golfer. What? Yeah. Okay. Laura Palmer's head on. So Cheryl Lee, the actress who played Laura yes. Palmer's head. Yes. On Arnold Palmer's body. Was and he talking dead... to Kevin Nealon about erectile dysfunction? <laughs> no. No. But not she being was able to pee or something. She was. She was dead faced, like she always was in Twin Peaks. So so she yeah. was always. So she's just kind of, uh, you know, kind of pale, and her eyes are open and stuff. 
and she never makes any other expression. But her body and and her you know whatever she's moving around and it's and it's Arnold Palmer's body. How do you know what Arnold Palmer's body looks like without Arnold Palmer's head on top of it? Uh, it's like a golfer guy with a golf shirt and a and okay. khaki golf pants and golf shoes. Like he looks like he does on <laughs> the cover of you know a video game he'd be golf in. Digest, or, yeah. <laughs> You know, just kind of walking around <laughs> okay. looking for whatever. So he's just walking around with a golf club in his hand, just walking around being Laura Palmer, a combo of Laura Palmer and, and Arnie Palmer in the same body. Weird. It okay. was really weird. So I have no... Okay, let me start this. The only explanation of any of this here is that I know you, so you being in yeah. the dream maybe isn't that unusual. No, that part that part makes sense. That's uh, it. What else? Not, not really else. is the only part of it that makes sense. I mean, the trapeze. What uh, what could the trapeze represent? Like me being on a trapeze. Yeah, what does that represent? And then you fighting a lion. I mean, there there has to be some symbolism. You're like you're you're going up against something very difficult with um un, unprepared with the wrong implements to. <laughs> to go against it so the so the broom against the lion feels like all right well that seems like some some stress symbolism like you're having a hard time right i don't have the right tool for as big of the problem is or something like that right exactly okay. i like, can see uh, that you know, yeah i can see that but then how do you explain naked you on the trapeze yeah uh that doesn't make i can't find a parallel i can't find a, a connection like uh no, there were no, no, no phallic symbols, Dross, in the chat asked. There was nothing like that. There was n- By the way, I mean in the in the realm of of how I'd like my friends to see me naked. <laughs> that you know, an upshot, like looking up at me on a trapeze has to be near the very bottom of that list. <laughs> yeah. I mean I have to admit I don't I don't I'm not full of detail here. I don't have like uh Hey, that's great. As long yeah. as Maybe maybe in your dream stuff was pixelated out. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Do you know this? Um, what was it? Do you know this? This is terrible. But we were talking about the the righteous gemstones the other day. You and I were talking about yeah. recommendals yeah. and stuff, and you'd recommended yes. it, and I'd forgotten, and blah blah blah. And anyway, I started finally watching that show here and there, and uh, just the first season. Uh, God, it's so damn. Good. It's really what good. A, what a it's what really a good. great cast. Completely surprised me how. Well, Judy yes. alone is she steals every Judy scene she's is, in. Yeah, I, I tweeted out. Uh, she was actually the only one I think that responded, but I tweeted out to Judy and and um, oh the the gal from the first season of Fargo, the TV show, the uh, the woman cop, not um, not Carrie Coon, but anyway. Oh, tweet out to the two of them saying some of the best some of the best unintentional humor on TV or or un unaware humor and and she tweeted back and said thank you or something oh that's really nice well she's very freaking funny god she's hilarious um but uh anyway so i'm watching that thing and what was my point i had a point with this uh oh Uh, oh okay do you know the scene yeah so when they find the they're getting blackmailed by that tape right so yep so uh you know they're uh jesse the character jesse's is shown (laughs) snorting coke and there's a bunch of naked ladies around and then at one point, I don't remember the character's name, but the bald white guy that's in on all this is standing there just naked. Mm-hmm. And then there's a t- there's a scene where where Jesse's explaining this on a giant projection screen, and the whole time you're just looking at that dude's doodle. Uh, I can't that's think of his right. name. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's what I'm. Yes. That's what I'm. See, Brian's just up there with okay. his doodle out. That's what it was. All right. Okay. That's probably what it is. Wow. Yeah. All right. So well, maybe know. that pulled from the Naked show. Naked bald guy. Sure. And sure. The, 
Sure, maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know why I'm fighting a lion. Um, uh, maybe the lion is COVID, and I have very few tools to fight it with. I got oh, my maybe, I got my maybe. crappy little uh, vaccination stick over here, which is a broom in the yeah. dream, and maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what that is. I don't maybe. know. But the Laura the Palmer Palmers. bit, yeah. The- <laughs> The the Palmer Oreo that you've created, the Palmer s'more, yeah, that you you've built in your head. Dead lady's head, uh, live man's body, and he's actually dead, so that's that's weird. And then he's walking around, he's not saying anything, and he's got a golf club. You won't even see that as a weird. circus. The other two things, maybe, like you could go to a, a maybe kind of, the uh, the Jim Rose uh, circus sideshow thing that had the Enigma and. Uh, yeah, do you remember those guys? The, I do. The like the super tattooed puzzle piece guy, and uh, the guy who could lift cinder blocks with his nipples and stuff like that. They're still they're not still around, are they? I love that stuff, but that's not. A yeah, thing I don't anymore. know. I, yeah, people can only take that so much, I think, and then you got to move. Yeah, on. you saw those guys on X Files and thought, oh, that was weird, and then I found out, oh no, that's an actual traveling circus show that comes to town. Did they have a Vegas uh, residency at any point? It seems like I, a thing. They had to have, right? I'm figuring that, you know, someplace off strip, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah. Are, those are dark tickets. Friendly's Casino on Co- on uh, Coval Avenue. <laughs> yeah. We're nestled between two sex shops and a... Coval and Tropicana. Yeah. yeah. You gotta right watch across out. from the Kiss-branded miniature golf course. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part of Vegas we're talking about, folks. Anyway, uh, so there's that, and uh, you know, Damn. I just thought I'd share it. Yeah, yeah if anyone at home has any lunch ideas, right before your nap, by the way, Did I had weird for lunch? I had Taco Bell wings again because that because you told me they were going away yesterday. I had to get another set and uh, my free taco of the day. So I did have so you, had, you had lunch after two. Look at you. I ate late. Yes, it was yeah. very late, and I had and I had to hurry because uh, let's see when did that? So wait, hold on. The nap happened late because i had tom at two so i ate right before tom and then two o'clock was daily tech news show mm-hmm. and then i did that until whenever that ended and that's when i went to lay down for a while interesting so it was yeah. a late kind of lunchy thing and it was you know taco bell two days in a row maybe that's enough to f you up i don't know but it says here that you also got those taco bell i wings. did i went and got those wings yesterday and um oh my god they were so good yeah. they are so let's clarify. I mean, these are not your Buffalo Wild Wings, like um, uh, gently tossed in sauce kind of thing. These are uh, deep fried within an inch of their lives to, uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wings. Oh, yeah. Crispy as crispy gets, for sure. Crispy as crispy gets. And it's right there, it's right there in the name. Crispy <laughs> Buffalo Wings. Yeah. Um, uh, but they were so damn good. And then you get a little bit of uh, like, a, like a ranch... Uh, Southwest Ranch kind of sauce to dip them in and stuff, yep. but uh, it's good. Uh, Tina and I split a box of them, and mm-hmm. were were we supposed to get six or five? Does it uh, come with five or six? Uh, oh, you know what? I have the box here. Let's see if it says. I don't know. Does your box? Oh, do you have a box that's more than just a just a square piece of cardboard? I don't remember? Oh, it is a square. Oh piece yeah, yeah. Of you have the same box, yeah. Yeah, because they're. I guess they're doing. This was just a test, so they'll probably yeah. if this goes big, they'll have real. You know, yeah, count the bones. Open it up again. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> okay, so Icor says five. All right, so it was supposed to be five. All right, yep, there good. are five bones in this box. Get... That's it. Five. There we go. I was kidding about counting the bones. I did. They were right, right good, there because I was gonna, I was gonna complain to Mr. Bell that um, uh, that we only got five wings when I thought we were supposed well, to get six. Reginald, Reginald F. Bell is his name, and he's a That's real right. wiener yes. when it comes to 
giving people less than they bought they paid for. <laughs> but I'm glad you liked them. I, isn't it weird though? Yeah. They shouldn't be good. It is weird. They shouldn't be good. But and you know they're good because they're just deep fried to hell. I mean you you know Seinfeld had it right when he told Newman you'd eat uh, anything. What was it? It was like you'd eat a zucchini deep fried mm-hmm. or something like that. There was some some line on Seinfeld during the uh, Kenny Rogers roasters episode. Yeah, because he wouldn't eat the vile uh, weed. He wouldn't eat the. Um, is that the same episode? Yeah, he yeah, because I think there were they had deep fried veggies. <laughs> Kenny Rogers had deep fried okra or something. Yeah, and, yeah, and he tried to get him to eat broccoli, and he he says, "I'll eat it, no problem." He <laughs> starts to eat it, and then he freaked out and yelled vile weed and spit it out. It was great. It's a great great right, time. Exactly. Well, uh, hey Taco Bell, <clears throat> if you're listening, I hope this becomes a uh, a thing. That'd be great. Make it make it permanent. Make it permanent. <clears throat> Get Newman, some... you would need broccoli if it was deep fried in chocolate sauce. That That's was the, the line. Uh, that was the phrase. Yeah. There it is. That's a good one. All right. Hey, you guys, are you reading yeah. any books at home? Because if you're not, I have ideas for what we you could the, do. We have the suggestion for you. Boy, howdy, is that the truth? So we're gonna we're gonna add Red Fraggle, aka Amy gonna, Robinson. Let's bring in the Amy slideshow. That's right. It's gonna be good. Let's see what we got. I don't know if I have. Where's her thing? Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, look what it is. It's time for Read This with Amy Robinson. Yeah, that's right. Cuddle up and get next to us in your little beanbag chair at the uh, at the local library, and let's find out what what Mrs. Robinson brought with her today. Hello, Amy. Well, cuckoo kachu. Good oh. morning to you guys. Oh, very nice. <laughs> cuckoo kachu back to you. That all rhymes. That's very nice. Hey, uh, it's good to have you back. Um, I, I assume your appointment went well. I didn't want to mess you up this morning with timing and stuff. Oh, yes, it's great. If I get a little hoarse during uh, during my segment here, I apologize because I had a I had a therapy appointment, so I could just get like a jumbo dose of therapy between you know this and and Wendy later, and yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I've been mm-hmm. talking for an hour straight, and so if I get a little hoarse, that's maybe you're that's just warmed up. Maybe you're. Uh, we should do that here, Brian. Right? And I should be yelling into our pillows before we do a show or something like that. <laughs> you know, I've heard scream therapy. Yeah, yeah I've heard if you um, you know you get that low you get that deeper register the more you yell at stuff and then you eventually sound like you know howard stern or somebody you could probably do yeah in my case you get the you get the nice uh kathleen turner yeah oh yeah smoke your voice yeah Ooh. she's uh she's interesting now anyway hey you're back (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to get too deep into where she's at these days she's fine i'm sure i guess i don't know whatever what is she doing we don't know uh, I don't know. <laughs> we should find out how she's doing. If someone got eyes on Kathleen Turner, because <laughs> hope she's all right. Um, hey, uh, Amy, so let's get into it. Uh, we're gonna. I'm, I'm still reading this Stormlight Archive, so I'm I'm very busily just trying to get through a, a massive thick book uh, right now. But I write down everything you recommend, and I'm sure you've got something cool this week. So lay it on us. What do you got? Yeah, so I too am very busy. I'll go ahead and tell you guys. I'm super excited because my husband got me the Mark Rober engineering class for Christmas. Yeah. So I am like doing all these cool little basic mechanical engineering lessons and stuff like that. So I'm probably going to. MacGruber? What? MacGruber? Really? 
Wow. Mark Rober. Oh, Mark Rober. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know, he's the guy that did the glitter bomb the thing. The glitter bomb, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. He so. had a new one this year that was fantastic. Like uh, mm-hmm. louder siren and uh, more fart spray. Oh, so good. Oh, this yeah. is the guy that did the giant t-shirt cannon I heard about this year or something. Right? This yep. is that yep. guy? He okay. Did, he did that. It was like the world's yeah. biggest t-shirt cannon. He did that with like a Jimmy Kimmel thing. He has like a <laughs> The Scarlet Agility course. Yep. Yep. All that stuff. So, same guy. Um, so yeah, he teaches a, a an engineering class, and and so yeah, you don't get like one on one FaceTime with him. At least I haven't so far. But there are all these really cool instructional videos, and then there's a little community you go and like uh, share your your ideas and bounce it off people and get feedback and stuff. So that is what I've been spending a lot of my free time doing um so i decided to kind of go go back in my in my archives of of stuff i've read for this week and um somebody mentioned online that they had never read anything by neil gaiman Mm. so Mm. i have decided to to recommend some neil gaiman his my, Uh, my favorite single book meaning no sequels like just standalone novel is american gods like forget about the tv show long time ago when i read the book that book still my favorite standalone book I ever read. So mm-hmm. whoever's it, whoever that is, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, Nancy Boys or an, an Anasazi Boys or whatever isn't that the sequel to it though? Or is no? It's Same. a spin like a spinoff, like a an spin-off. offshoot. Okay, All yeah. Right. I still haven't read that. Um, I heard it was I good either, though. But, but American Gods was fantastic. So yeah. good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the book I was going to recommend this time, I was going to go all the way back and recommend Neverwhere. <laughs> if you haven't read Neverwhere, it's fantastic. And <clears throat> I'm really into kind of recommending books that have multiple ways for you to consume them uh, at, at this point because there is a fantastic BBC radio dramatization uh, of Neverwhere. And it's got James McAvoy and Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's, it is absolutely so entertaining and wonderful. Uh, then also you can obviously read the book. I think it was made into a television show back in the 90s also. So, um, but yeah. I've the, never the even story, heard of this. I thought this was, uh, well, I guess there's a new print of it on Amazon that says 2021. But I, I don't know why I've not heard of this book. Is that old? Like 90s, oh, it's 80s? so good. Yeah. Neverwhere was his first novel uh, following the Sandman series. So, yeah, it's it's really, really very good. Uh, it's basically a, a kind of fish out of water type story where you get your the main character is your normal guy. He's you know, he's us. And then he gets sucked into this the world of London below. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's an entire just subculture of you know, wonderful fantasy stuff going on under the streets of London that nobody knows about except the people who know about it. And he gets just sucked into this world. And so you get to go on this journey with him Mm. and it's fantastic. And the tube stations are all literal. So like King's Cross has Kings, actual Kings. And, uh, yep. uh, Wow. Wow. I love this. This sounds great. Why do I just don't know why I haven't heard of it. I'm annoyed that I haven't heard of it. It bugs me. Well, it is it is fantastic, and I can tell you, like, I I don't know anybody that likes anything fantasy related that doesn't like this book mm-hmm. if they've read it. It's it is it is really excellent, and I always think about there. There's this one creature in the book. It's this very sort of, uh, you know, attractive lady, 
and she seduces men to come in and then like she, but she's very very cold and essentially that's what she does is she steals their warmth and then ultimately they get stuck down there and, and then they die or whatever but uh, I always think of that when I put my cold feet on my husband at night in the bed <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Ooh, yeah, Natalie. I didn't realize there was a there was, like so like you were saying the James McAvoy uh, Cumberbatch thing. I had no idea there was a um Yeah, I didn't either. Like a radio a radio version. I tried watching the the TV show and Well, the TV, TV show's got those same people in it. Um I'm looking at the trailer right now. McAvoy's in it. I just saw Natalie Dormer's in it. Um I haven't in seen the Cumber- TV show or the yeah or, that was, or whatever the know. video version is. I'm looking at the BBC. Let's see. How they- oh, okay. The BBC radio thing is so they're they're oh interesting. Okay, so that's different than the TV show that came out in 1996. I thought this was like a kind of like the BBC radio redid the Star Wars and there's, Hitchhiker's Guide. There's coming where they added a bunch of stuff. Well, I guess Hitchhiker's Guide was a radio thing before it was a book, but where they redid Star Wars and added a bunch of stuff. That's what I thought this was. So this is actually a video thing. Yeah, I think so, because I just saw Cumberbatch at the end, although they saved him for the end. I don't know what that means, but his character shows up at the very end of this trailer. It looks like that exact cast, and maybe they just took the audio from that and made a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not actually familiar with the, you know, with the the, the full video version of it, but I, I have listened to, I have Audible, which is where you can get the, the audio version of it. And I definitely recommend checking that out because it is, it's really engaging. It's really good. Even if you're not an audiobook type person, this is not that. This is like, it's a radio play. It's yeah. a, mm. you know, they've got full Foley and they're, you know, it's not, it's not a one person reading a book and narrating it and having to affect different voices it's literally different actors and it is absolutely great see that's the thing i want to see apparently scott you were seeing a trailer for the for the radio play is what people are saying in chat oh well it's all like costumes and like sets and stuff that's crazy i wonder why they went to that much trouble go dress so much yeah it's not them just sitting around microphones it's like a I don't know. They're all they're all acting and running, and there's like sets and like special effects and stuff. I don't know what they're huh. doing. Maybe they did yeah. both. But um, I'm looking at maybe, Goodreads' yeah, list of uh, best Neil Gaiman books, and they have Neverwhere's number one uh, by rating on Goodreads uh, as the best thing he ever wrote. I can't believe I'm like this dumb. I had never even heard of it before. American Gods number two, Graveyard Book number three, and Stardust at four. Uh, I also love Stardust, and that movie's better than it should be. Do you ever see that Stardust movie? It's it doesn't exactly adhere to the book uh, 100%, but Stardust is all right. It's a pretty good time. I liked it. I've seen it all the way through. I've seen parts of it, but I don't know how I I think it was one of those things that I missed it when mm. it came out mm. and then just never caught it again. But yeah, I think I think my husband has mentioned that he likes Stardust as well, so I think I'll have to go check that out. Uh, are you excited about the Sandman series coming to I forget who's getting it. Uh, Netflix, I think. Yes, yeah, very. Good. I keep seeing yeah. that show up, you know, in my all my social media feeds. Every once in a while, they'll feed me an ad for that, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited, excited that. about that. Um, and uh, there's one other on here that I really like. Where is it? Oh, I really like Coraline. Both the book and the adaptation are very awesome. Uh, but yeah, hey, you know what's interesting about Coraline is I actually saw that movie first mm-hmm. because I'm obsessed with uh, stop motion animation, and I love all. All the Leica Studios movies, I just 
dig them. Um, yeah, so I, good. I really, really enjoy their stuff. Yeah. And so I saw Coraline first before I read the book. And after I saw Coraline, I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it's it's animated. And so it's a little scary, but it's not super scary. But I thought, yeesh, reading the book, I might be a little too freaked out. I found the movie actually scarier than the book. Oh, way uh, more. Yeah, way I, I more. Was like, I was like, oh, okay, we're done already. We've already beat the other mother. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, whereas the movie, they really fleshed out a lot more of that that suspense yeah so. the book the book yeah. feels more like a, a fairy tale a traditional fairy tale and the movie feels like because you can add that visual element and you know like a studios with their freaking weird ideas for how those characters are designed the buttons for their eyes all that stuff just really added like a creepy factor to it that i i really appreciate but yeah the tone is definitely different mm-hmm. um in the, yep. in the film version of it but no game and he's awesome all right so neverwhere available wherever you get your books i guess there is a brand new printing uh new paperback version of yeah it on- there's a like the author's preferred text version is that what it says yeah, the author's is- preferred text version came out in 2005 so i know what that means like the director's cut of a book basically yeah that's neat. Yeah. I guess when you become Neil Gaiman, you can um, you can go back to your earlier work and say, I did not want to cut that, but that editor made me do it. Right. So I'm yeah, Neil absolutely. Gaiman now, so I can put that back in. Yeah, he gets yep. to do whatever he wants yep. to do. Uh, so yeah. yeah, find out uh, what uh, I didn't know all these years, and that is there's a book I'm called Neverwhere. Yeah, Totally checking out that the, the, the BBC radio mm-hmm. audio drama thing. That looks so cool. So definitely, hold on a second. Definitely recommend it. Uh, it calls this book Neverwhere, and then in parentheses, London Below Number One. Does that mean there were sequels to this? And it just never. I uh, see. I don't see any sequels. So maybe this. I don't, think I, I don't remember any sequels to it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it ever materialized. But I think that there are plans to resurrect it and make it into more of a series. Maybe after they're done with Sandman, make it something more like what they did with American Gods, where you know they sort of they sort of wrapped up the story of American Gods in the first season, right? And then they had to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, so similar to uh, Good Omens, right? They they told the entire story of Good Omens in that first season, and now everybody's like, oh, do we get more? Do we get more? Yeah, and they're doing uh, more. I, I don't know how that's going to be. Um, yeah. Because they are out of the canon now and they'll be making their own story. And he still has an executive producer slot with that. So I assume he'll have some say. And, you know, I don't know where that thing goes creatively, but I'm curious about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, New episodes this year. Looks like Good Omens 2, they call it, on Prime Video. Coming soon to a streaming platform near you. Yeah, and the just to kind of clarify, so, yeah. so um, the BBC radio drama bo- bro- uh, broadcast was in 2013. That's the one with McAvoy and Dormer and Cumberbatch. And then they were saying that they were going to bring that as a new version of the TV, a new TV adaptation. But I can't find any, I can't find anything about the new TV adaptation. So you're right, Scott. Looks like uh, they turned that audio, the audio only version with that cast which explains why you saw a video of them walking around in sets and costumes and stuff like that but yeah. i can't find any other i wonder if it's still i mean that was 1996 or no one was this 2005 yeah um oh no 2013, 2013 was the yeah. was the radio broadcast but that was almost 10 years ago and i haven't found anything about the uh the new tv well version. i will say this the way it was filmed it looked like um Baker era Doctor Who. Oh, filming. really? <laughs> yeah, like because that's what I thought the old '96 version looked like was uh, that weird soap opera looking. Uh, yeah, uh, 
where lights smear funny and you know it's just looks like you're using a video camera from the 80s right. sort of thing right yeah. so that, bbc huh. for you they don't they don't uh they spend a lot more on i think actors and story and then they're like eh, effects whatever yeah right. their production, <laughs> right, exactly. their production stuff isn't always uh well they can't they can't all be that uh, who who made um Two smoking barrels and uh, uh, and a monkey. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie's pretty good with the visuals. He's all right, but he he's, he broke yeah. the mold over there, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. this is great. Uh, as usual, you can find this book just about anywhere. And uh, Amy, you should tell people where they can find you and uh, keep better track of where Amy Robinson is these days. Yes. So I am Red Fraggle Three on Twitter, and that's the three is spelled out there. I'm also Red Fraggle Three, but with the number on TikTok. And, um, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm absolutely still going to do that TikTok series with the puppets. But right now I didn't know my husband was going to give me a a whole, you know, project for Christmas. (laughs) So that's what's in, uh, you know, involving my time right now. But that, 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 that puppet series will be coming. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that very much. Take it easy and we'll see you next Thursday. Bye now. Bye. All right. Cool. We did it, Brian. We did it. And now. We did. Now this. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... 13peppersbyralph.com. They're having a sale to move the last of their inventory. They specialize in hot pepper seeds. The hotter, the better. And if you use the code TMS at checkout, you'll receive an additional discount of 15% off the sale price just for being a fellow listener. It's all you have to do. So if you have in your heart to help out a fellow nerd, please visit 13peppersbyralph.com. Also, follow him on Instagram at 13peppersbyralph and at YouTube, where I'm sure you watch him eating them peppers at 13 Peppers for all his fun stuff. Oh, that's perfect. We just got a little visitor while you were talking. Oh, look at that. You got a van. Yeah, we got a little van. van just drove up. Hi, you want to say something? You want to say something? Go ahead. You can say stuff. Did you bring <laughs> Did you bring dinos? Let me see your dinos. Do you have a dino? What are you doing, dude? Do you have any dragons? You say hello. Hi. Say hey. Hi, Brian. <laughs> You're no. Why are you all nervous? He's all nervous. He's never nervous. All right. Here you want to go now? I'll see you soon. Okay. Because there's a weird bald guy staring at him. Careful, that thing's hot. Okay. A weird trapeze artist. Forgot we were getting him today. He just really wanted to hug that oh. mic right up into his face, though. That was yes, cool. he did. All right. Uh, Would you please teach him proper microphone techniques, Scott? Come on. Hall of Fame podcaster, teach the boys some proper mic techniques. Yeah, I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and they're going to take that away from me if I don't get on this. So uh, hurry up, Scott. By the way, they just announced uh, they're going to be doing the 2022 slate, and it's back to the, hey, we're acknowledging the other people who've gotten uh, inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame. We're not trying to start a brand new one. Look, here's everybody else. Ah, so they well, they caved from the pressure. So they put they? up that they put up that big uh, site that's got you know everybody on stage except for you and Leo Laporte. Yeah, phoning it in, phoning it in. Me and Leo, look at the you unit, and Leo Laporte, the big unit on us. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Whatever, Jenny did such a good job. I'll always be grateful for what she did that year. Yeah. Uh, all right, look look at this. Snoop Dogg 
You know Snoop Dogg, Snoopy Poopy Poop Dog. You know I'm, him. Uh, I'm familiar with Snoop Dogg. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, busily usually just hanging out with his with his good pal. What's her name? Uh, the cook lady. Can't think uh, of her Martha name. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. I can't think of names today. <laughs> uh, he's planning a hot dog brand called Snoop Dogs. Who knew? Uh, I just don't understand why it took so long, but here we are. Uh, six years after saying he ain't never eaten a mother effing hot dog again, famously. Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg is apparently planning to launch his own brand of Frankfurters called Snoop Dogs, according to the uh, recent legal filing at the Federal Trademark Office. Attorneys for the hip-hop legend, real name Calvin Brodus. It's hard to, sometimes difficult to remember. He was known as someone else for a long time. Mm-hmm. Calvin Brodus uh, applied I last month. Snoop Lion for a little <laughs> while, too. Oh, yeah. what? Well, how come that switch back? What was the deal there? Was that just the... <laughs> Probably just people like got confused and it's like, all right, go back to the old... Go back to the name we're all familiar with. Yeah. yeah. I guess people do this, like Yee and Yeezus and Kanye. Right. And exactly. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he applied last, last month for the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for a federal trademark registration for the term Snoop Dogs. Uh, saying he plans to use it to sell hot dogs and other types of sausage. Okay. Sauce. Mm. I was trying to find it while I was doing it, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> Using it as a stall technique to play it. I to love play it. it, yeah. I can't find it, though. Well, I don't know where it oh, went. Oh, no. I know. I, oh. Mm, there it is. Sausage. Yeah. Mm. It's like get, eight minutes long now. It's, it's going to be... It's going to be a week. It stretches out like an old TDK tape. Yeah, every time. All right, it says here, uh, December finally came. They didn't, they didn't have a lot of detail, just a little bit. Uh, they did a so-called intent-to-use application, meaning Snoop has yet to launch the brand, but he has the intent to use it. Uh, a hot dog brand would be the least or the latest consumer venture from Snoop. In 2015, the marijuana aficionado started a cannabis company called Leafs by Snoop. And uh, in 2020, the gin and juice rapper debuted a liquor called Indigo Gin. And I'm sorry, Indago Gin. Like Indigo, yeah, but Indago. Indago. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. jeez. Um, he also released a cookbook and has repeatedly appeared on cooking television segments with his close friend, Martha Stewart. So Yeah, well, that cookbook is going to be called the Kadog Cookbook. Yeah, you Cook, can't. Cook, cookbook. book. <laughs> Don't worry. I can fit this. I can fit dog in everything. Don't worry. I can fit it in. You'd think the Snoop would be more the focus, you know? Like, if I'm right. going to come up with names, I could probably yeah. come up with more Snoop names than dog names. Exactly, but yeah. I don't know. But so do you really want to have dog in your in your cooking book? I don't know. It's weird. Only if it's hot dogs. I, I hear there is a spectacular hot dog place in Narlands that... Uh, Ooh. Um, that I've apparently that people are saying, oh, you got to go to this hot dog place. Like, really? It's a hot dog place. Like, if I go to New Orleans, the last thing I want to do is eat something that I feel like I can get anywhere. I want to get some jambalaya and some gumbo, some etouffee, some beignets, stuff like that. I'm not going there for, you know, tube steak. But uh, <laughs> people are saying it's uh, people are saying it's pretty good. I would be very curious. I've n- have not heard of this. What's the name of the place? Do you know yeah. the name? I don't remember. <laughs> I can look it up. It was uh, Jay Funktastic, uh, I think, was the guy who recommended it to me. Oh, um, I'd trust him. He knows stuff. He does know stuff. Yeah. He is he's he a, is a he's a Southern New you get. Orleanian. Yeah, he's been down there a long time. Knows all the best places. Totally trust him. Um, uh, dat Dat Dog, I think. Dat, no, is it Dat Dog or Lucky Dogs? Lucky Dogs. Mm. Yeah. We got a place here called J Dogs, and it's very good. I wish I could give you a J Dogs because you would change your mind about mm. 
but not change your mind. But you would be like, whoa, mm. that's a mm. that is a huge step above what I think of a hot dog as. Yeah, we've got a biker a place here called Biker Gyms that makes some incredible hot dogs. Um, oh, I kind of want one now. <laughs> you are so. This is why streaming is so much better for you because uh, you would see a commercial. It feels like, and you'd be like, "I want that immediately, Kim. Let's go get that." Yeah, no, you're right. But now I want to just wait till the show's over and then drive to J Dogs and get one of those because <laughs> it's so freaking good. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, all right, find I can't find the uh, looks like looks like Dat Dog D A T D O G is the like that dog, but that dog, but yo. Dat, yeah, okay. dat dog, yeah. I don't think I like that name. <laughs> All right. That name annoys me. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, here's a story uh, some about some customers that are furious. Uh, that's mm. that's a thing you hear a lot about these days, furious customers. They want to talk yeah, to the manager. Everybody's furious. Customers are furious after energy supplier tells customers to cuddle pets to keep warm. Aww. Oh, man. Should uh, do that anyway, but you shouldn't have to do it to keep warm. No, and it shouldn't be the freaking power company for having problems, the heating, yeah. whoever, shouldn't, their answer shouldn't be, it's like those stone, those, those rocks they gave nurses at that hospital. Did you see that thing floating around? Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. How it, oh, I would have been so annoyed. It's like, here's, so, your, here's your wish rock or whatever. Think of all the positive thoughts while you hold your wish rock. <laughs> Oh, and take it home and paint it. Basically, we've done all the hard work. We went out to the front of the hospital and picked up a rock and brought it inside. I hate it. Hate it. Yeah. I'd be so annoyed. It it is worthy of ire. Yeah, it's ire worthy. Uh, So here's the deal. British supplier, energy supplier, Zoe, we're looking at you in there. Bring your bacon. Has apologized (laughs) for the poorly judged and unhelpful advice sent to customers, which suggested they could snuggle up to their pets and exercise... Uh, to cut back on heating bills. SSE, which is owned by Ovo Energy or OVO to Energy, I'm not sure how they say it, suggested yeah. 10, quote, simple and cost-effective ways to keep warm this winter, according to the Financial Times. Eating bowls of oatmeal, doing star jumps. Don't we just call those jumping jacks here? Jumping jacks here, yeah. Okay. We call them jumping jacks. Star jumps. All right. Yes, would you please do some star jumps. <laughs> give me give me 10. <laughs> Ten star jumps, ready, set, go. Yes, what's the what's the uh, what's the the uh, um, the exchange rate on on uh, jumping jacks? Is it just give me eight and a half star half. jumps yeah, for your half. ten jumping for, jacks. for your ten? <laughs> or maybe it's like miles where we all stuck to the same dumb uh, measurement. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's. It. I don't know. Maybe they're directly uh, cut across. Anyway, uh, they said. Uh, what else did they add? Uh, they put in. Um, uh, let's see. He's doing star jumps, cuddling pets. These were all among the recommendations of the now deleted web page. So they <laughs> they learned their lesson. Oops. Oops. Uh, in a statement sent to CNN uh, Tuesday, a spokesman for Ovo Energy said, or Ovo OVO, uh, recently a link to a blog containing energy saving tips was sent to customers. Uh, we understand how difficult the situation will be for many of our customers this year. We are working hard to find meaningful solutions as we approach this energy crisis. So. We recognize the content of this blog was poorly judged and unhelpful. We are embarrassed and sincerely apologize, says the spokesperson. I guess that's good. They're owning it. Uh, hey, uh, so is there? A, I didn't know there's an energy crisis in the UK. Is that a thing? I didn't either. Yeah. I hope you guys are. Everybody's. They're all staying home too. I guess so. <laughs> working. Everybody's working from home, using up all that uh, all that energy. That's true. It's a big shift in the grids and everything. They gotta they gotta yeah. adjust for it. But. Um, Hopefully you're all okay and 
and uh, not freezing or whatever. And if you do have pets, do hug them. You know, snuggle with your pets. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't have pets, then uh, heat up some rocks on the uh, on the stove and cuddle with those. And I know where you could probably get a bunch of those, mm-hmm. <laughs> those encouragement stones. Uh, we got some numbers here. British consumers will pay roughly uh, 790 pounds. That's uh, pounds sterling, which is $1,075 here. More in heat and light this year in their house. So they're going to pay that much on top of their normal bills. That's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. That's according to Bank America, uh, Bank of America. Wholesale European gas prices have jumped 400% in the previ- previous year. Electricity prices wow. increased 300%. Uh, the increases have been driven by cold weather, nuclear uh, plant outages in France. Freaking French. Jeez. It all comes back <laughs> to the damned French every time. Always the French. The French and Boris Johnson. Those bastards. <laughs> combination of uh, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his hair. <laughs> And those damn French people. Uh, they also had reduced flow of gas out of Russia, uh, which uh, I guess uh, contributed to it. According to the National Energy Action, more than 4 million UK households are in the grip of a fuel poverty, a uh, figure that or which the charity believes could rise by 2 million in April when a cap on energy prices is expected to increase again. Mm-hmm. So, yo, careful. Zoe's in the chair, I gotta ask. So, with Brexit... Um, uh, obviously, you guys went back to using the pound. Is the euro? Can you? Can people still spend euros places, or are they phasing out any use of the euro? In I, I thought one of their things when they were part of the European Union is that they wouldn't they change their the currency. Pound? I think they kept the pound, didn't they? Did they keep the pound? Okay, they might have. Yeah, because we used we used uh, pound sterling when we were in northern ireland so yeah so they they stuck to the pound the whole time okay. yeah i think they did um, but i think they had to accept something or maybe it was always a probably e- yeah. everywhere was a exchange place kind of or something gotcha yeah okay i don't know how that works you just use credit cards everything works <laughs> yeah everything exactly cashless society please come yeah, on Yeah, let's get in let's put a chip in my head i'm ready um all right so there's that story that's a fun one for you to chew on there yeah. Euro- european folks uh, can they get back in? Like, if they can, they just at the end of the Brexit go. Can they go? Oh, you know, this wasn't great. We this is yeah, a bad what's idea. The, what's the portmanteau then for uh, for the equivalent of Brexit? Uh, Bruntrance. Yeah, Bruntrance. <laughs> We've made a fantastic Bruntrance back into the yeah. good graces Brent- of the European community. Brienter. <laughs> Brienter. <laughs> Brexit through the gift shop, or I don't know how you do right, it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like brunch, <laughs> brentry. I want to know. I want to know what brunch. There you go, brunch. That nailed brunch. it. <laughs> I want to know if they. That's even on the table. I mean, obviously, in in a in a possibility sense, it is, but not a <laughs> probability. You know, Jenkins, I think has the best one. Regrexit. Regrexit. <laughs> That's pretty good. That should be a title. Make that make a title exactly. I think that might be our title today. If somebody uh, yeah. puts that in, regregs it. Give that. Give the, get that in there. Our, J J Iggins Jiggins J R Riggins. Whatever it is. Oh, now he's all. Now he's laughing his head off in the other room. He's just as loud as he wants to be. Oh, see, yeah. What the frick? Well, actually, he uh, Van really liked the regregs it. Actually, yeah, he's just losing it in there. He's watching the show live. <laughs> That's hilarious, even to my three-year-old mind. All right. Here's a f- um, possibly final story, depending on how long this one goes. This is uh, interesting. LAPD, that's the Los Angeles Police Department, officers ignore a robbery in progress mm. because they were trying to catch a Snorlax in Pokemon Go. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, the LAPD. Always in trouble. Starting riots. Uh, shooting people where they shouldn't, and now catching a Snorlax. <laughs> Sorry, can't we all just get a Snorlax? <laughs> the frick. L.A. police officer fired for ignoring robbery in progress and instead stuck around to try to get the Snorlax in Pokemon Go. This is all according to court documents that were published on Friday. According to the officer's appeal, former LAPD officers Louis Lo- Lo- Lozano and Eric Mitchell were fired for, quote, willfully ab- uh, abdicating their duty to assist a commanding officer's response to a robbery in progress and playing a Pokemon Go, mo- or as they put it, playing a Pokemon mobile game <laughs> while on duty. Well, now there's multiple. You know, there's Pokemon Unite and there's uh, sure. Pokemon Matchem in a coffee shop. I can't remember what the heck that thing was called. Uh, uh, Pokemon Cafe or something? Yeah. I can't remember, but- there's another one where you run around with three other Pokemon and fight stuff joystick styles kind of like a isn't, MOBA. That, isn't that unite or no no it's something it's not the it's not, not the not the um it's not the moba it's something else. not the moba okay they're little square looking versions of themselves and oh. it's older oh. it's okay yeah. it's kind of fun yeah it was like a balloon or something like you also wrote in a balloon or maybe the entrance opening screen had you written in a balloon or something yeah I can't remember. something like that back to pokemon yeah. go Back, back to Pokemon. It's one of my favorite clips. Back to Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, they're they're yeah. In they they first initially these guys, um, you know, they said, "Oh no, we didn't do that. We totally didn't do that." And then they found audio of them in the car, um, dash cam audio or or chest camera audio or whatever, saying, "Oh, let's go. Look, there's a Snorlax at this address. Let's go." Like they know the address, mm-hmm. you know. It's like oh, they must have been using one of those um, websites that said, "Hey, there's a Snorlax at this address." Yeah, they get a little <laughs> a different, a different dispatch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe they should have just gone and done the thing and then gone back to try. To, well, I guess you're gonna give up the rest of your next couple of hours if you're gonna go help, right? Yeah, I'm not trying to justify what they did. I'm just no, saying, definitely not exactly. And, and uh, apparently, this happened back in April 2017. Uh, back when, uh, uh, you know, when it was harder to get a Snorlax. These days, kind of easy to get a Snorlax. Well, so <laughs> this happened in 2017, and I cannot, for the life of me, like you just mentioned, I cannot figure out why. They just, uh, I think they just finally charged these guys, or the audio, or something. Or they just uh, fired them, finally, finally or something? Okay. Maybe, yeah. Right. Yeah, because it, it was all the news. It's been all in the news this last week, even though this happened back in 2017. Oh, interesting. It says it happened at oh. the L- Lacey's Los Angeles Crenshaw Mall. Uh, patrol supervisor called Metro Lozano. Oh, yeah. It says to respond to an apparent robbery in process at Macy's, several police officers left the scene of a homicide to respond to it. These two chuckleheads stayed for Pokemon. Yeah. All right. So they tried to appeal it, and they lost the appeal, I guess. Apparently. Apparently so, yeah. Good. All right. Good on them. Good on yeah. them for losing their dumb appeal. You guys are dumb. It's a dumb thing to do. Like I, <laughs> Pokemon's cool and everything, but it's not meant to, to to stop you from doing your really important policing jobs. I am, so. and I am barely still playing Pokemon Go. Like uh, I'll, I'll, if I'm sitting around not doing anything or have something on TV, I might open it up and just see if there's anything to catch. But they haven't added anything new to the game in feels like a year. And so, what's the you know? I, I was need, gonna I need ask content. Give me I, content. I was I was actually gonna ask you what your involvement is in the game these days, and it sounds like it's less yeah. than than you'd planned. Do I'm you still think- sitting on I'm still sitting on level forty four. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not lot. progressed in the last uh, I don't know eighteen months past level forty four. That's level. That's forty two levels. That's level forty two. 
There's something <laughs> about you, baby. Anyway, you're a lot higher than me is what I'm saying. A lot higher than yeah, most no. people I know. I'll bet you're, on average, you're in the higher bracket. I'll bet. Um, Probably. I mean, there's still some holdouts playing that thing. Uh, Claire says I should go back to Animal Crossing. Are you still... Yeah, I get in, do a couple chores and stuff. I'm not. I'm not like the when that expansion came out. I was kind of every day for about a month there. Yeah. Um. And and kind of hardcore. And I've kind of slacked back on it a bit. You know so. what? Uh, the Temple Run game. Mm. Oh yeah, the you, uh, puzzle game. The yeah. Temple Run puzzler. Yeah. Uh, curse you, because <laughs> that's probably what's taken over for me from Pokemon Go. I'm on puzzle. 814. Oh my thing. lord. Whoa, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still playing it. She has stopped she has stopped running through the temple. She's basically sitting in a door and they just give me new new challenges. Yeah, at the end of the game they just call it temple sit, I think, and you just temple sit. sit temple stand in one place. Yeah. But um uh today during Coverville, and we'll talk about what's on Coverville later. Uh I've been playing Hitman Three, which is mm. great. No, Hitman today Three I'm is gonna, an awesome game. Today I'm trying out uh, uh, Astroneer, which oh. just launched on the Switch today. I know it's been on Steam for for uh, six months or a year or something, but uh, yeah. it looks like uh, like Animal Crossing No Man's Sky kind of thing. It's very cool. Uh, I played it back when it was just in early access in like 2016, I think. Been, oh, really early? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I thought this was even newer than that. Well, it, it hit 1.0. It's maybe two years now since it hit, okay. since it went out of early access. But since then, it's been on. It's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. It's on Game Pass right now, I believe. Yeah, and is, is it? uh, like you said, just just launched on Switch. just launched on Switch yeah. today. It's yeah. very cool. My daughter Taylor got completely like under the water hooked on that. Thing. Oh, really? And it looks like uh, Carter's even. Uh, she's like, oh, Astroneer's on Switch. Yeah, ooh, so. that'll be like she's got all the time in the world right now. She's trying to. <laughs> She's been working on her portfolio, uh, and she's doing some killer stuff. I wish I could show people some of this stuff. It's so good. Um, huh. But uh, she'd been so busy with that, I didn't think she'd have time for games. But I guess she still does. I guess she's yeah. still a gamer at heart, Carter. Oh, good. As she should be. Gamer at heart, her Carter. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Oh, Heaven's Daddy makes a good point. Redownload that uh, Lara Croft Go game. That game hmm. is great. It is great, yeah. It's good old puzzle. now. Too short. Yeah, yeah, too short, but great. The 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 other one based on Hitman, Hitman Go, also very good. Those Go series were cool. They did a Deus Ex sure. one as well, and then they stopped making them, and I and I hate them for it. So. The um, Geostorm game was kind of based on that too. Like it was, it's basically a Geostorm Go thing, even though it's not called that because you do <clears throat> you yeah. you do have like multiple turns to get through a thing, and yeah, and it's similar art style, I would say. Similar art style, chunky, yeah. uh, chunky, low poly uh-huh. style, whatever. At uh, three quarter view down, whatever they I can't remember what yeah. that's called. Isometric. That game did not benefit from the name getting slapped on <laughs> no, it. No, really didn't. It's like they probably had the game built, and then they said, "Oh, there's this movie. Can we tie it to that?" Like, yeah. oh, sure, yeah, okay. And then the movie sunk like an anchor. Yeah. And then it took that game down with it, sadly. And now we've seen it, and we know it's poo. It's poo. That movie's poo. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We'll have a little therapy Thursday today. Any of you guys out there suffer from even a little ADHD? Well, good, because we got a, we got this thing about, about attention deficit disorder. And uh, I think that I I probably have some form of it. Uh, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> 
Uh, we're we're going to find out soon <laughs> from my professional therapist sister what that means and more after this song that Brian brought. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, friend of the show, frequent uh, collaborator, and, and even a, a contestant on the most recent season of ANTP, or no, two seasons, last season? Oh, it's been such a long time. Mm. Uh, but he is a he is one of America's Next Top Podcasters. His name is Shane Maddox, and aside from picking a new goofy name every time that we play Among Us or any sort of Jackbox game, he also had time to write in. He mm. says, hello, sound and booth. It's hard to believe that it's been two years since we released our second album, Through What We Know, but our experimental acoustic album is also now arrived it's called here waiting and we're super excited to share it uh wisconsin based hard rock group else in brackets is proud to announce their latest effort an experimental acoustic album titled here waiting the album explores the highs and lows of our world from despair and resentment to adoration and hope with creative percussion arrangements guest artists and an intriguing balance of acoustic and electronic elements throughout um shane we love uh when he sends in music and his band else is one of those to keep an eye on, to, to listen to, and, and uh, to check out. From their brand new, at the end of 2021 album, entitled Here Waiting, here is the song Sparrow. Ooh, very nice. It's like a bird. Okay, here we go. Uh, Sparrow, coming at you. We'll be back in a second. Scott's delaying because he doesn't know the right thing up. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> oh, did I not put that in the... No, you, you're fine. I screwed up. It's me. Okay, okay here we go. And now the break.
People are switching to Band Basic because it looks and feels like an aerosol spray, but has no aerosol propellants. And its effective anti-wetness protection really helps keep you dry. Yucky secrets. This is the morning stream. The hell you say? Oh man, I can't get anything to work right today. Uh, hey Brian, remind me that song again. Sure, that song again is uh, "Sparrow" by the band Else from their brand new album "Here Waiting." It's a new acoustic take, and uh, it is really, really good. All right, uh, there it is. Well done. We love some talented listeners, and I love when we can showcase their stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Get ready, everybody, because it's time for this. My sister, Wendy, my junior sister. She's younger than me. All my sisters are, but uh, she's like six years younger than me. What would you like if I was older than you? I don't know what I would do. That would be weird. Um, Let me think for a minute. Would you be uh, Would you be a crazy conspiracy lady at that age? Do you no. think? No. Wow. So just age defines conspiracy <laughs> no. theory. Well, you know, some birth order. Some Age. of it, some of it's you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what causes people to go down those roads, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Either. But probably not, yeah. Wendy. You're right. Uh, she's. Uh, a, yeah. <laughs> but I would boss you around more. I think. I just don't want to offend that's people. Probably it. I yeah. never want to offend people by saying, "Hey, it's my white sister," because I have I have three sisters, but the other two are Korean, <laughs> and uh, it's just weird to refer to her as my white sister. So I don't do that. I just call her my sister. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> probably all I need to do. Um, <clears throat> hey, Wendy, it's Why good to have you back. About race so much, Scott. You're always talking about. Race, I know, always talking race, about race. Right? Maybe there's maybe maybe there's something wrong. I don't You're know. You're making us racist. <laughs> I think it's our pearly white skin that makes me racist. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, hey, uh, we're good to have you back. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff, and also uh, before we're done today, uh, you have a real steps thing we want to talk about as well. Uh, yeah. So excited about that. So we'll get to all that, but uh, first, an email. And I said something before I read this. I said something before that I actually don't know if I even mean, but um, I think I have some ADD or ADHD tendencies. I, I've never yeah. been uh, as uh, what's the word diagnosed as such. Yeah. Um, and I've been I've had uh, evaluations like that, like everyone probably should at some time or another, just to kind of see where your head's at or whatever. And they never said, "Oh, yeah, you're you've you've got this, or you do this, or any of that." So it's completely in my head that I do, but I know that <clears throat> I know that I struggle with uh, attention sometimes in ways that I didn't when I was younger. Uh, so, like growing up, I could attend, I could be very attentive. In fact, maybe too much. I would focus on something I was drawing instead of my homework, or mm. or whatever. And maybe that's all this is—just an adult version of this, where I I focus on what I want to focus on, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll, we'll keep that in mind as I read this email uh, that goes like this. This is a little bit older email, but we wanted to finally get around to it. Um, and I think they're okay with us saying their name because it's in this. I, I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Do I do it or not? Do you see? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, uh, yeah. All right. We'll be all right. Hello, Wendy and the boys. It's your favorite Taffy dealer's wife, Lois. Brian, do the Peter voice. Lois. Hello, Lois. There you go. Very, very well done. Um, I was recently given the diagnosis of ADHD. Some of my friends around me weren't surprised. They thought I would. Uh, they thought I knew. Obviously, I didn't. Having a diagnosis and learning more about how my brain works is helpful. But how did I go from 35 years without many therapists or medical professions noticing or testing me for ADHD? Thanks, Lois. Uh, 
this goes right along with what I was saying about about me. No one ever said so, but maybe if I, you know, I worry that it's a power of suggestion. I go into somebody and go, oh, I think I might have ADHD. Can you test me for that? And they're like, oh, sure enough, you do. Like it would be, you know, they would yeah. just find it or something. And I, so I kind of don't want to, but, but anyway, Wendy, uh, this is, <laughs> this is probably one of those things that goes uh, undiagnosed for a lot of people, I would have to think, but there's also a feeling out there that it gets overdiagnosed. So I would like to know yeah. which we're supposed to believe and you're going to help us do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with this. Uh, seeing many therapists and medical professionals for many years and not being diagnosed is really easy to do because, mm. you, first of all, symptoms present slightly differently, especially it's the most obvious in younger children, how it presents in, in girls versus boys. It's not a hundred percent. I've seen, you know, a kid who you're like, that is ADD, the second ADHD, the second you see them, it's so obvious, right? Because of the H part, the hyperactivity part, right? They are bing ponging around bing. That's a word. Bing, bing ponging. Bing ponging. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. All around the world. Uh, and they're just in the all around the room and they're just, it's so clear. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that, that kid is not going to get missed necessarily. Right. But very often young girls present differently. And then as they get into teenage land, it's also presents a little bit differently. It is, it is kind of tricky t- to catch actually, if it is not in a traditional presentation, right? So there's the inattentive type. You know, what's interesting is I have a couple clients struggling with ADHD as adults never were diagnosed. And one thing we've done to kind of do some digging and like helping them recognize some of these symptoms in their childhood, because often what happens is they just feel like, well, I was dumb. Or like I sucked at school or you know, kids didn't want to play with me sometimes. And they don't have context for what was going on because they were a kid. Maybe some remember mom saying, gosh, it's like you're driven by your motor or just sit down or, you know, being, you know, their hands smacked a lot or something. They have kind of these sort of memories of being uh, having some sort of bad mojo going on, but they can't piece it together. So one thing you do is you go through your um, childhood, if somebody kept them for you, your childhood, like teacher evaluations at the end of the year or whatever, you know, commentary, others, not only your mom's memory or your dad's memory or something, but other people in positions of working with you would have said. And so what you often find in those records is always moving around or always daydreaming out the window, or, you know, you can kind of spot some of it looking backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, and how old did she say she was? She said 35. 35. I I assume that means 35 years of, because she just says 35 years without, you know, therapists or professionals noticing. But I don't know if that means that maybe she's been seeing them for 35 years, but she's actually 45 and for 10 years she saw no one. I don't know. Because that, it matters in time of sort of the different place in history, right? If she was an adult for 35 years, so we're looking at somebody who's 55, then I would have, not be one bit surprised no one diagnosed her right. because the category, you know, sort of 40, 40s up and up, you uh, maybe a little older than that. It wasn't really till the 80s that it was being recognized more by pediatricians and seen as a thing and then being treated. You know, I mean, it's been around forever, mm-hmm. but it is not sort of that became part of the zeitgeist moment around then. So then you've got kids at that time who were not falling through the cracks, et cetera. But anyone older tends to have fallen through the cracks. 
Um, and so what happens, I'll give you an example of a client I saw years and years and years ago. He was about 50 at the time. He was an architect. He just was so much chaos in his life. He couldn't like get anything organized and felt like he was going to lose his job any minute. And as we're talking and we're going through his marriage was rocky. Stuff was just kind of falling apart. And I said, so tell me when you feel the best. And what he described was my clue to, oh, this is ADHD that's never been treated. Mm. And what he said was he grew up around uh, Snowbird and Solitude. I think his dad worked there or something so he could ski all the time. And he said the only time he felt good, felt normal, felt like his thoughts or his head was clear was when he was ripping down a mountain. Oh, interesting. At, like you know, speed that would kill most people. Is that, is that because you, is that because you have to focus on that stuff? Like there's no, No. uh, Oh, all right. No, not not at all. Let me explain. Um, yes, sure. You have to like, you die if you don't, I guess there that's, it it focuses you for sure. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they have to concentrate a little bit, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We're not a Lindsay Vaughn and we don't, you know, whatever, but like you have to focus short. So it puts your attention into one place. However, um, what it really does, and this is this is why I suspected um, ADHD, was that the time his brain was clearest when, is when he was physically moving quickly. So if oh, you think of a, a young child with ADHD, hyperactive yeah. type, yeah. subtype, where they are bouncing around the walls, you're, you're just thinking, well, what are you doing? Just sit down. Well, what happens is, is there's a part of the brain in the frontal lobe area, which is where our executive functioning is, right? That's the thing that does thing in, things in order, is logical, makes, you know, a little more organized. Like, that's just our thinking center, right? And there's a part that's underperforming in there with when a kid has ADHD. And so there's, a, the body will compensate by moving. So that's why fidget spinners and all those kinds of things that became sort of um, more mainstream. Those have always been a, 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 in the hands, hopefully, you know, at least a, a while now in the hands of kids that struggle with focusing or concentration or other things, because it occupies that part of the brain. Um, we all have a version of this. Maybe like you need background music to, to study mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it takes that a part of the brain that needs something and keeps it occupied while you do this other task that requires focus and concentration. Hmm. So that movement that kid is showing is really trying to compensate for that part of its brain that's under stimulated. That is why then the prescriptions are stimulants, right? Mm. So you give a kid Ritalin um, or Adderall, those are stimulants. You know, anyone else taking a stimulant is going to get the buzz of a stimulant. But if you have ADHD, it, what it does is it speeds up that part of the brain. So it catches up and you, your brain, people will describe it as like lifting your head out of fog Mm. or just suddenly your thoughts are clear. And also, so that's what happened with this guy. So he's ripping down the hill skiing all the time. I said, I think you probably have ADHD that's never been diagnosed. He'd never heard that ever. No one had ever suspected that. This is also a person who'd seen doctors his whole life. Mm -hmm. And what it was is he's just compensating so hard for it, right? Yeah. I mean, architecture school is hard. It, it is the death of people. It is not an easy thing to do. And how did he do it? Well, he's compensating like crazy. And, and he marries someone who takes care of all the messes and kind of handles all the stuff. And so you can see that, you know, through his life, he kind of figured this out. He was very bright. A lot of folks with ADHD are really bright, but don't think they are because they have to work so hard or concentrate so hard or compensate so hard. 
Um, or just traditional school is just so difficult because it's for sitting down and listening to one person ramble on in front of you, right? right. While there's distractions everywhere. So it's a really tough situation. Um, anyway, so I said, hey, go talk to your doctor. Don't. I'm not going to tell him what to do, but how about five milligrams of Ritalin? Maybe 10. <laughs> and he... <laughs> He uh, went and suggested, and the guy t- got tested, and he clearly has ADHD. And then he, you know, this tiny little pill every morning has altered his life because it treats that part of his brain that needs stimulation that hasn't had it, and he could focus and he could do the work. Would he have a problem if you gave him a depressant of some sort? Like, in other words, if this dude got, um, like I don't know, well, yeah, alcohol or THC, but maybe even something more over the counter, like, uh, uh, I don't know what would be. <laughs> I can't think of a good one. But let's say something akin to, you know, the heroin side, which is the depressant side. Would that be the, uh, was that react the opposite with people who are ADHD? No, prone? no, no, it doesn't. It, it, and I mean, that's what, so Ritalin, this is why you get focused. So you're just like a college student and you're like, I want an edge. So you take some Ritalin that you found in the street. I don't know. I'm making up a dumb story here. <laughs> some street red. Yeah, street some red. street red. And, um, <laughs> and you are now able to knock out your whole paper, right? Like you can, mm. you can focus, you can, it heightens your attention. It does make you a little bit buzzed, right? Like you are, and you can get a lot of crap done, which is why it's abused, yeah, right? Yeah. It's also abused because... According to a friend of mine, once he sniffed some and he said he felt like God. So clearly, it's got <laughs> it's got some good stuff in it, right? And that's yeah. Listen, and, and this is I've already sold. You don't need to try and sell yeah. me on it. Okay, now what else you can do with this? You get it out of the street. <laughs> okay, clearly I'm very uh, good at drug talk. But anyway, so this this is the idea though, is that it it does this particular thing and just makes them feel normal. Yeah. Whereas it doesn't, that drug does not do that to other people. That is to me the, always the telltale sign they have ADHD. Like if they take five milligrams and they're like, oh, you're like, okay, well, I think we got the right diagnosis. And unlike other medications like antidepressants or whatnot, you have to build that up in the system for them to, to be effective and to be at a therapeutic dose. Whereas Ritalin is every single day is a new day. Yeah. It processes out. They have developed, you know, sort of the um, extended release so kids can make it through the afternoon um, and it is a game changer for so many. So I wanted to start this conversation with how pro diagnosis I am about ADHD and medication. And I will tell you why I'm not that way about literally anything else. I know. I was like just going to say for those wondering, like, is Wendy suddenly, uh, you know, biotech, uh, whatever? No, she's not normally at all like that. So this is no. interesting. So continue. No. And, and it's mainly because I've never seen anything work as effectively as medication does. And I have, I've, you know, gone to trainings, know how to pay, help people. There are specialists that do this all the time, behavioral, and there are definitely things you can do behaviorally to improve. Um, all of us can, right? Like everyone could benefit from some ADHD, like rejiggering your life yeah. because we have filled our lives with, we've created our own version, which we'll get to in a second, but, um, I, and I've seen a lot of stuff there, but I've never seen anything like what that little pill can do to a brain that just needs to have a break and it just allows them to focus and get something done. And here's why I care mostly about this. Um, it goes, it's definitely not, I'm not a fan of, I don't think diagnoses are all that helpful. They're instructive if they tell us how to help you, but they're not, 
and I hate insurance. Can you tell all my issues are showing mm-hmm. up here? But anyway, so it's this idea though, that it's a way to understand yourself in the world and, and, and work with it. And the younger you can do that, the more heartache you can avoid. Because what I have had a lot of experiences with is meeting these people later, later in life. They were never diagnosed. They never got help. They have, they are absolutely convinced they're dumb. They're absolutely convinced that they are not good in relationships. They're absolutely convinced all these different things. And if you take attention and focus and, and I should really clarify hyper-focus where you can play a video game, or paint one of your miniatures for 17 hours straight. That does not mean you have good focus. That means you have hyper-focus. Mm. That means I'm and avoiding that something also else. Ruins, yeah, that <laughs> You're avoiding it. other things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's so, not, so that's that, that's true, more true than either of us would like to admit, but yes. I know, yeah, I know. And part of that, though, if you, if you think about what hyper-focus ultimately is, is, you know, the, the industries that want our focus have specialized in figuring out how to keep it and sustain it and have created hyper-focus, right? So go pre-TV era or back when your TV show was on only at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> and what what was hyper-focusing then? Well, maybe it was building some project in the whatever. Like you could find, there were definitely ways you could see people hyper-focusing. Yeah. Now there are people who don't have ADHD who hyper-focus all the time, um, partly because Things have been training their brain to do so. So that leads to this idea. Okay, so so I am pro. Get yourself diagnosed. You can't. I, I get the overdiagnosis thing. Like that kid sucks. So I let's slap this label on him and give him a pill. And I get that if that has been your experience, I don't want to discount that. But I also think we're pretty quick to think a bunch of professionals out there are just like getting their jollies off of doing bad work. They yeah. are not. Yeah. They are not like, you know what, that kid's annoying. Let's give him a diagnosis and a pill. And now, has that happened once or twice? I'm sure it has. Um, just like anything has happened. But for the most part, you, you there's some testing. You got to figure it out. There are now brain scans that are incredible. I've had a few clients go to, um, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but if you live in Salt Lake and you wonder if you have attention deficit issues, then go to the attention clinic. It's in, oh, where is that area? Like 30th South and anyway. Is it down? I always, get, I always get distracted when I try and find that place. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get it. Don't even know where it is. Yeah. Anyway, so that place will, they will scan your brain and help you out. But they, this brain scans, I've seen a few of them are pretty cool because it's showing you doing different tasks, what, how your brain lights up and what it does. It's in Murray, it by the way, at Fashion Boulevard in Murray. So out by Fashion Place Mall. That's area. where it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it is like you can see what the brain is doing. So you can see a brain that does not have ADHD during a task where you're supposed to focus on something you don't really want to or whatever mm-hmm. versus ADHD brain. It is like someone spilled paint all over the the paper. Like every single thing is lighting up, like oh, wow. get me out of here. <laughs> wow. Right. And so when you feel like, wow, I am not like that kid sitting next to me or this person just seems so organized. Yes, there's a there's a variety of people's level of organizations and you can always find that, right? But then there is something else. And and this usually has some indication of um, you know, kind of a lifelong struggle. And there's usually looking in your past, you can kind of see hints to this. Um, and off, often there's sort of 
can be trails of relationships that haven't worked out awesomely. Um, one time I sent a couple to an ADHD marriage support group. Oh, oh ooh. And right. <laughs> because it's not always easy to be married to someone with ADHD. Yeah. Because they may just seem like a jerk sometimes, but really they just forgot or they didn't hear you when you were talking. I mean, you think of how that impacts a, a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And so they show up to this um, support group and every single person there had already been divorced and was still meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so it was no longer a marriage support group. It was a, it didn't work out problem. Um, anyway, but just cause it's really tough. There's some good books on that. I think one is called, uh, is it ADHD or is he a jerk? Something like that, you know, where you can kind of start to see, whoa, there are patterns here. And and here's the power to this. The power is not, okay, now you have a label. Um, great. Now use that as your excuse for everything. It's not. It's about, all right, what do I have to do to, to compensate in ways that don't exhaust you and ruin your life, right? How can I, you know, put things in place to make my life run smoother? You know, do I try medication or not? You can just have some better, more open conversations and then follow where the treatment can take you as opposed to not knowing, which leads to everyone else, right? Because at this point, I bet both of you could can describe ADHD symptoms that you both have, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally could. Okay. So let me let me turn my computer back on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read. I'm going to read a couple. Yeah. So right now we're talking about adults. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you think, oh, I can't, my kid has it. You need a child psychologist to evaluate your child. The pediatrician can do that. But like all doctors who are not specialized, either they are, they should be sub-specialized in ADHD or get a referral to a clinic or a place that does. You're going to just save yourself so much time. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about adults though for a second here. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you guys have? Yes. Do you, do, yes. Do you? Sorry. Hey, sorry. Do you make careless mistakes and lack attention to detail? Um, oh, I have. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't. If this was a scale, like if you said it from one to five, I'd say mm. three, two. two, three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Difficulty sustaining attention. Uh, that I'd put it like a four out of five, pretty high for me. Okay. Does not seem to listen when spoken to directly. What? (laughs) 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 Brian's got, Brian's workshop and his, his uh, next standup. I can't wait. It's coming. (laughs) It's really good. It's a whole ADHD special. Give me that last one again. What was it again? Yeah. Fails to, uh, does not seem to listen when spoken to directly. Okay. So Kim, Kim accuses me of this constantly. Yeah. Okay. So the answer is yes. The answer is yes. The the answer is, what was that one again? I think the answer is automatic. Well, no, I forgot it because I was thinking of your joke and it was funny. That's different. Exactly. It doesn't mean there's not a reason you're distracted. You just are distracted. Just distracted. Okay. Okay. Uh, And also you brought up something important. Like what do the people around you say is you may not be doing that. that. Yeah. Right. They think my hearing's going. They're like. Is you, do you need a hearing? Like they'll hearing aid me. Cause the other thing I do is like, it's not so much that I won't hear what they say, even though it appears I'm paying attention, but it's like going through me. Sometimes I hear what they say, but my brain makes it weird. Like they'll say, 
will someone get the door? They'll say <laughs> you hear a weird, a weird combination of the words they were saying, but yeah. in a different order or much yeah, together. or I'll or I'll, yeah. I'll make up my own meaning or my own version of the word. If they say someone's at the door, I'll say there's a car on the floor. You know, I'll just I'll come up yeah. with an alternate rhyming version of it or something. And Kim will look at me and go, yeah, I said a car on the floor. Like, she's just a really annoying. That's the, that's the Cockney version of, uh, of ADHD, by the way. It is what Cockney is, by the way. Just nothing but that. <laughs> it really is, yeah. So, yeah. And so that I, is very yeah, funny. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so, Scott, if she were less patient and actually needed you to follow through on answering the door, like, you can imagine that being problematic, right? Yeah, but I can do this where, you know, well, I notice I do it and I'll go, okay, hold on. And I'll, and I'll square up my eyes, look at her in the face and say, sorry, go ahead, tell me again and I'll, get, I'll take care of whatever. <laughs> and then it works out fine. Like I can make it, it's not like I can't do it. It's like there's just a part of me that in a casual way doesn't do it. And then I, <laughs> and then I'd say something dumb or weird. And I admit sometimes I do it just because I'm like, uh, pandemic, eh, this, that, and the other. Oh, there's a car on the floor. Like I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. blowing everything off, and and I, and I don't it know what January, to call that. Everybody. Yeah, I don't know what to call that. So, okay, all right, Kate, we're gonna keep going here. Fails to follow through on tasks and instructions. Uh, that depends. Um, I don't know. That I think I actually do that okay. I'm pretty good at tasks and I'm I'm probably pretty bad at that. I'll fe- you know, I'll, I'll sit down like, "Oh, I need to email so and so." And I'll start drafting an email and then I'll hear a like a computer that I'm working on for one of my other freelance things will chime in the other room. I'll go over there to reset it to start its next next task and then to come back to do the email? No. I see that the table has a package that needs to go out. So I'll start putting a package together and then I finally come back to the email. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is what I was doing initially. Like I get I have like a to-do list and I kind of attack the to-do list uh all simultaneously instead of one right after another. Yeah, I can relate to that. I think I do that as well. And there's also just this um it depends on the importance of it. Like I get really hyper focused if it's like this client needs this and I need it right now and yeah. here's what they need yeah. and, and you get it done. There's, mo- there's, there's other external motivations on that to, to make sure that stuff gets done. But if it's for stuff for myself, like the, I, I was saying to somebody the other day, the reason I can't do audiobooks anymore, I can read, no problem. Give me a book, open it, read right. it, focused, getting it all, loving it. Uh, don't miss a beat, but do an audiobook version of that. Even if it's read by the greatest readers of audiobooks in the history of the world, I immediately lose focus mm-hmm. every yeah, and time. Then it's like 10 minutes later and you can't remember all the things you just heard. Yeah. And I don't know why. And then I got to rewind sometimes. I hate, I freaking hate that. Are you, are you sitting still and listening? Sometimes, sometimes I'm walking. It doesn't matter. It's all whenever I've tried. I need to I've do tried. audiobooks in the VR headset because then it can be like completely <laughs> black or. <laughs> yeah. Or, or at least or like roar, roaring fire. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or the, or the story. That would just be a TV, she- TV show, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I don't have this problem, by the way, with like uh, podcasts or uh, like, uh, you know, some NPR show or something where they're, they're telling oh, really? a, a, a thing or documentary style stuff. No problem. Yeah. It's huh. just books. It's, it's like books. narrative books. Interesting. And I don't okay. know why. I hate it. it. Drives me freaking nuts. It's like conversations you hardly listen to. Yeah, yeah. it is like that. Same pace. Yeah. And so when people are okay. like, oh, you remember that one part? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. The whole point. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. We're going to just, let me fly through these. I'm not going to ask you anymore. So everyone stop talking. Okay. You're distracted. (laughs) Exhibits for organization. 
Yeah. Avoids dislike tasks requiring sustained mental effort. Oh, boy. Loses things necessary for tasks or activities. Oh, boy. Easily distracted, <laughs> including unrelated <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. Is so glad you're not one. asking us yeah. if we have these, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you're so skimming now. in daily activities. No, this is good. Keep skimming. Okay, so that's inattention. That's the inattention subtype. Then there's the hyperactivity impulsivity subtype. So the hyperactivity often, uh, you know, that's kind of what we think of as the typical presentation, especially in kids, right? But impulsivity, I mean, how this lasts into adulthood is kind of interesting. So here's the adult version of hyperactive impulsivity. Fidgets with or taps hands or feet, squirms in seat. I do that. Uh-huh. Leave seed in yep. situations when remaining seat, it, seated is expected. No, I never do that. No. Experiences feelings of restlessness. Always. Has mm-hmm. difficulty engaging in quiet, leisurely activities. Um, uh, difficulty? No, I kind of look forward to those. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, all, you know, you brought up the painting miniatures. That is my zen lately. And I'll, I'll have a song playing and the song will end. And I'll be so focused on what I'm doing that it'll half an hour will go by and I'll realize I don't have any music or any other sounds going mm. on. It's like I kind of nice. live for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, you're both old. Okay. Is on the go <laughs> or acts if driven by a motor. So that can be adults. You've seen adults who are, yeah. seem like they're driven by a motor. Talks excessively, blurts out answers, has difficulty waiting their turn. Yes. No, oh, that's a hundred percent. me. <laughs> That's you, Wendy. That's you too, by the way. That's kind of you and me both in our, at least in our family upbringing. We always talk about how if there's any quiet moment or someone doesn't know what to say or there's an awkward pause, it's impossible for Wendy and I not to start talking. We just have to. Oh yeah, we just have to. And and my mom, uh, my mom has that, and it's uh, like we'll drive, we'll take these long hour and a half drives to brush, and Tim and I'll just be like kind of quietly enjoying the weather, and my mom's like. So, um, you know, I knitted something the other day or, yeah. oh, have you watched that Netflix thing? It's like a, a squid hunger game thing. Yeah. And, you know, she'll just talk, you know, automatically. Like, the only, uh, the only person I'm comfortable being really quiet with for extended periods of time in a car or whatever is Kim, because I, sure. for whatever reason, she just is the only person I can do that with. And we can talk just as easily too, but there's never that weird pressure I feel when there's silence somewhere else. Now, Brian may not remember this and I've told the story before. But you were there. <laughs> you and a bunch of other nerdtacular people came over to our house the night before the event. I think it was 2011s. So you were at the house, and we made food, and Kim's there making food and stuff. And we all hung out, and it was Tom and you and Eileen, and Eric was there, and uh, I think the Spags. And anyway, a whole bunch of people were at the house. And we were eating something that was on a paper plate. Kim made pie or something. Don't remember what it was. not the important part. And everyone's talking, lots of talk, lots of talking shop. Some of us had only met each other for the first time in this environment, physically mm-hmm. and in person. And so it was like this really lots of lots of talk. And then at one point, like this happens in everybody's social circles at some point, whatever, for whatever reason, everything comes to a screeching halt conversation wise. And just nobody has a follow up. Nobody has an add on. It just goes quiet for a second. And, for, and I mean, literally, maybe a second is all I gave it before I went. Watch this. My dog's afraid of plates. And I put a plate on the door on the floor in front of the dog to show everybody how the dog hates plates. <laughs> and it was 100% this emergency mode thing of like, that's silence. We can't have that. Look what my dog does to a plate. Like I just was, and I, and I were, even in myself, I saw how ridiculous it was. Like, I was like, what are you freaking doing? 
Like, awesome. It's horrible. Everyone's like, oh, good. He saved us from that awkward I know. <laughs> 4.5 seconds. That void has Look to be filled. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so close to that. I think that's why it shocked me because I may as well have just said, Look, my thumb's missing. My thumb's missing or whatever, you know? Like, it was so stupid. And at the same time, I realized then that that was just going to be my fate. I can't do quiet or I can't do. I mean, it's actually been a, it benefits me in a podcast way and in a, in a show construction way, because yeah. if, yeah. if things go south with an interviewee or things aren't whatever, I can fill, I can do it. It's like a thing I can do, but I also think maybe it comes from this other weird place, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like slipping around in your head. Okay. So I want you to do this. If anyone is listening and going, do I have that? It's me. I want you to go to this website. I could just, uh, Put it in the. Ooh, do you know how to copy and paste? Yeah. Um, I put another my announcement in there too, but I'll just stick it in there. So it's uh, q a n d a d h d dot com, and it's the criteria for adult ADD, and they probably have a children's one in there as well. And there's all these sort of self-administered tests that kind of walk you through what to expect. Because I think sometimes people are like, "Well, I don't know. I probably have a thing. We'll see. I don't know." What do I do about it? So obviously you can bring it up to your regular doctor and see what they would suggest. You could take some of these things and say, oh, wow, like it looks like I meet a lot of this criteria. Mm-hmm. And then it would be interesting maybe to follow up. But you got to look at your life. Like, is this causing problems? Now, everyone is a little distracted. Everyone, I think, Brian, your description of walking around and finding the new thing to do uh-huh. everywhere you go. I just feel like that is modern life. Yeah, it's well, on some level, mm. um, but it's but, but it's probably definitely. this modern life. Like it's yes. modern life yes. because of this. Exactly. Yeah. And so, are you? Are you? Is it harming you? And this is where I would argue everyone is in trouble with these kinds of things for this reason. The harm comes from burning out, or the harm comes from feeling crappy. You don't ever get anything done right? Like that never get anything done. And if you're beating yourself up or you feel worthless, like there's some cyclical dangerous sort of inner world stuff that can happen from some of this. Someone else might be just like, wow, I just ran around all day. Like got nothing really effective, whatever. I'll start tomorrow. Okay, great. Well, this isn't a problem for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, if you are having trouble, if there's troubles in your relationship, if you are, you know, you know, you're kind of bright enough, but it doesn't seem to pan out ever and you're feeling some of these symptoms we described and the disorganization, or like you just can't stay on task or whatever, it might be worth talking to your doctor about and getting it ruled out because if it's ruled out and that's not what it is, well, there's some lifestyle behavior changes anyone can do, which is, you know, priming your brain a little differently in the morning. The second you wake up, if you're on your phone scrolling, you have just primed your reward center of your brain to want bits of dopamine. Oh, gosh, dang it. I did that this morning. Gosh, dang it. Yeah, I, see, got clearly, up, I, literally, I, I got up, I grabbed my phone just to see if I miss any messages overnight. Why do I need to do that? I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't. And what would help is if it like shocked you, like if it just <laughs> literally shocked you. Yeah. Touching your phone for the first 20 minutes of the day just zaps you. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you either fight through the pain or you wait until the timer goes off and the, the shock stops and then you can do your thing. But you haven't done other things to prime your brain for a slower reward day. And so that can be, you know, I, and uh, 
name one person that's not doing this. Yeah. Like this is everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are feeling burned out, yes, it's because of a pandemic, but it is also because we are feeding ourselves sort of, you know, dopamine all the time. And so we really are rewarding behaviors that are quick changing attention. Yeah. So we're train. It's like we're all in the Olympics for ADHD and we are training and we will get there if yeah. we just keep flipping around. And, you know, I, I read a funny tweet the other day. It was just like, if it was written, like if screens are bad, why feel so good when I hold little screen in hand and also look at big screen, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, why does this feel so good? Yeah. Well, um, why it feels yeah. so good and why you do it is that you're getting surface, you're giving surface attention and you're getting dopamine back. Yeah. The things that are meaningful to us, and this is why focus and concentration and getting something done in, in the bigger sense of things, that's our biggest dopamine hit. That's we accomplish something. That's that I, you know, kind of value as a person. But if I can never focus long enough to do one of those things, it, it's it's pretty damaging to our self-esteem, yeah. which is really my big kick about ADHD is that if you had it diagnosed, there has been an impact on you probably. and unpacking that can be really valuable yeah and it's not like you know and it's a scale as usual right everything's scaled there's no like you know i don't like anything in life freaking covid you got you either got a bad case a, a mild case a long covid case a death case like it's like um what's the other oh like autism it's got a giant scale and you can't just like lump everybody into one little hole so uh so yeah i guess that's why doing these things would be a good idea so you can figure out what little uh what little category you inhabit and if you want to which would be really fun is if you went to the attention clinic scott and and live streamed it and then also showed us your brain scan (laughs) that's some kind of add activity there though aside we want to see what your brain looks like trying to focus everything is content yeah why not uh, well, I look forward to my, I look forward to my ADD diagnosis selfies. They'll be coming soon. Watch for that patrons. Uh, all right. Well, before we go, uh, Wendy, you got something cool coming up. Um, I did. I sent the link in the, uh, the old, uh, chat there, the old chat there. I'm going to open it, it up here. Adam yeah. steps. It's time to party virtually. I'm not sure why it says Adam, but anyway, Adam is ready to party <laughs> probably cause he's the author, but anyway, uh, go to the link. And it, it we, we are doing on the 31st of January because real steps, you know, like you start your real, your new year's resolution, January 1st, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of our methodology. You never ever would start on January 1st. So you start January right. 31st. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's just a party and it's free and it's all the people who have been involved. And then anyone you want to invite to get it, it just will give you a taste of what we do um and it'll be fun and there's some prizes and it's gonna be a good time yeah so and when do you invited. when do you'll have good internet that day right you'll have good internet. i really hope so i yeah. will plan to be nowhere but <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> be router. you're not gonna be in uh where were you you were in tennessee or nashville. something Ash- mm-hmm. that's right nashville i mean they don't even have internet in no it's all country music and barbecue what do they know down there oh the barbecue was good yeah but yeah um, no it's uh it should so it should be fun so go to that link to just sign up and say you're coming or not and you can you can come. It'll be a big Zoom group, right? And you can mute your camera and your thing. There's no reason to show your cute faces yet, but you know you can just come just hang come out, get a taste, see if it's interesting to you, and see if we can be helpful. All right, go check guys. it out. It's at realsteps.org. There's a this story's linked there in the. Uh, you guys have like a little blog area, right, or something? Hold on, where is it? Uh, trying to make it easier for people to get to. 
can't tell. Well, anyway, if you don't, we'll put it up on the, you know what? We'll put it up on our Twitter as well, just in case it's hard to find um, outside of people who are in our chat room right now. For people at home listening, uh, realsteps.org is the place to go. And uh, that sounds awesome. Very cool, Wendy. Uh, Thank you. I hope your week is going well and that uh, your attention is not in the deficit. It's not in the red, that it's in the black. Uh, is that how you'd say it? I don't know. Do we owe Do we owe some attention if we have attention deficit? I guess we do. Yeah, there's a deficit, right? Exactly. Do we do we raise the ceiling on the def on the attention deficit every time? <laughs> right. Yes. Not close down. Otherwise, the there's a shutdown. Yeah, they, they close down the whole uh, the whole government of my brain shuts down. Every All right. December. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. See you, Wendy. All right. Yeah, I totally have some form of this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, probably I, I not. Right to the treatment page of that uh, e- that uh, website she gave us. Yeah. There's nothing I can buy on Amazon. I'm afraid. I was like. <laughs> Like, give me a link to some Focusol or yeah. something like that. Focusin. Focusin. Ooh, is ask your doctor if Focusin's right for you. Exactly. Side effects of Focusin include small uh, shriveled penis. Small shriveled, barely there penis. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for that. We're going to get out of here. Before we do, though, a couple of quick notes here. Um, yeah. we got some shows coming up, and I uh, wanted to mention that tonight. Uh, well, let's, t- let's talk about Afternoon first. So, Coverville today. What's sure. going on? This afternoon, Coverville uh, tribute to Ronnie Spector uh, of the uh, Ronettes. Uh, sad, sad to lose her yesterday, so we're going to have a little tribute set for stuff that uh, the Ronettes did. Uh, Kings of Leon, lead singer, is celebrating a birthday this week. Also, lead singer of Prefab Sprout. If, you, if you're familiar with some weird UK new wave bands that never really made it over here, Prefab Sprout is a great one. Um, one of their albums produced by Thomas Dolby, my favorite of their albums, Jordan the Comeback. And lead singer is a guy named Patty McAloon, and he's having a birthday. So Prefab Sprout, Kings of Leon, and Ronnie Spector today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Did, uh, if anyone out there doesn't know the name Ronnie Spector, if you're too young or whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah. think of the 80s song by What's-His-Name. Eddie his name. Money. Eddie Money. Yeah. Take, take Me Home Tonight, where take he name-checks her. Tonight. And she Just comes like in and sings. Ronnie Says. And she sings. She gets in there. She sings. Yeah, yeah. she's in there. And that was my first introduction sings, to her because I, I didn't she know She sings it. the refrain from the Ronettes song, Be My Baby, in that song. Yeah. She's, it was it was my first introduction to her. And then I went back and I went, oh, look at all this cool stuff she's she did. She's the voice yeah. of the 60s as far as I'm concerned in a, bit, in God, a pretty meaningful certainly way. Certainly one of them, right? Yeah. For sure. Really, really so, good. Uh, and then watch me play uh, Astroneer. Uh, get my first taste of No Man's Light. Yeah. No Man's Light. <laughs> Uh, it'll be great. Uh, core tonight. Speaking of video games, uh, was able to get my hands on a uh, PS4 or PS5 rather, and a copy of uh, freaking what's it called? Ghost of Tsushima. The uh, oh, cool. The edition that PS5 ready. Anyway, been playing you got that a PS5 now. Look at you. Yeah, got a got a source. Uh, pretty excited. Uh, he knows who he is out there. He's one of our listeners. Thank you again, source. I don't nice. know if he wants me saying. Anyway, I'm very excited about it because now we have <laughs> I can actually have a more authoritative take on this generation by having all the consoles for this generation, which is what I try to do for shows <laughs> right, like Core. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. a lot to say about that, but also plenty of other things uh, on Core. That's tonight uh, with me, John and Bo. You can check us out at 5 p.m. Mountain Time if you want to watch it live at frogpants.tv or you can check the podcast out wherever you get your shows. And a reminder that uh, Film Sack is happening this weekend. We will be doing... Ah, shit. What are we doing? Batman Begins. Why do I keep forgetting that? Batman Begins. 
2005, uh, beginning of Nolan Christopher Nolan's take on the Batman universe. So that's uh, this weekend. Yeah. It should be fun. Uh, quick shout out to listener Matt Johnson, Matthew Johnson, not my brother Matt, but the other Matthew Johnson, uh, an artist and cool dude in our community, who uh, who had an eye thing happen, and he's in the middle yeah. of some like some surgeries, exploratories, and stuff to get it figured out. Uh, eyes are important, man, and I just feel for him having dealt with my own issues with my own eyes and uh, just wanted to give him a shout out and wish him the best as he uh, it's looking good by the way the uh, uh, the doctor good. felt pretty good about what they what they dug around for and it seems like he's gonna be okay but it's gonna take a while uh, he's a he's a rad dude so best of luck in his direction uh, that's it for the show uh, reminder we get paid by you you're our bosses so pay us patreon.com slash TMS the morning stream at gmail.com if you have stuff to say if you need anything else, it's all linked and housed over there at frogpants.com slash TMS. Okay, Brian, we're out of here. Do you have a song at the end? Well, yes. And uh, speaking of eyes, uh, Balder wrote in and said, Hello, Scooby and Benji. I am legally blind. And this January 14th, I turn 48. The last year and a half for me has been incredible for many reasons. In the summer of 2020, I got the news that my application for a guide dog had been accepted. And in September 2020, Nova came into my life and changed it completely. She's a yellow Labrador retriever, and she's amazing. By the way, there's a link in yesterday's end of show stuff scott from instagram if you want to show a picture of uh of the day he met nova what's the instagram account again one more time it's uh well it's in our show notes from oh it's in the notes yesterday's end of show stuff because i accidentally put it in there oh okay so we just didn't say it yesterday okay well i forgot i forgot that i was putting it on today so i'm like oh yeah i'll put that no worries. Here it is. You'll find it while I read. Yeah. Uh, for many years, I've struggled with depression and anxiety. Living in Iceland, where the darkest winters only have about four hours of sunlight, I didn't go out much as I didn't see anything in the dark or in the sun, for that matter. For my vision, the best weather conditions are gray skies. It took me years to accept my limitations, and about 10 years ago, I started to use a white cane to help me get around. That finally opened my eyes, pun intended, to assistive technologies and how blind and visually impaired should be using these tools for help. It encouraged me to apply for a guide dog. Today, I also work at the Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Iceland as an accessibility and assistive technology consultant. This dog is uh, gorgeous. I want this dog. It looks I so know. Nice. Isn't she a sweetie? Look at her. Oh, yeah. man. That's great. Uh, and uh, after Nova came into my life, she's helped me immensely. We go everywhere together. Weather conditions are no longer a limitation when going outside, although COVID sometimes is. We go for walks every day and listen to TMS. Well, she works and guides me around as I listen to TMS. It's had an incredible effect on my mental and physical health. I've always lived alone, and having someone in your life that you love so deeply and also loves you back so unconditionally has been incredible. I'm looking forward to the coming years of adventures with Nova as we learn to navigate this world together. Could you play us a song on the Thursday? show on january 13th i always listen to the podcast the next day when we go for our walk so i would hear it on my birthday i'll just uh, let brian find me a good corny song about friendship or something like that i've been a tms <laughs> listener since it started and a frog pants listener since way back in the elr days thank you guys for all the positivity and joy you give and i'm looking forward to continuing to listen for many more years kind regards baldur uh good luck pronouncing that from iceland i hope i pronounced it right well, that's awesome <laughs> Uh, P.S. Uh, there's a photo, blah, blah, blah. There you go. All right. So 
Uh, a good corny song about friendship. Well, how about a good horny song? Well, maybe that's not the right word about friendship. Uh, I'm talking about brass instruments, those kind of horns. What I don't know what you were thinking, yeah, horny people. Horny people. Um, this is a cover of the Randy Newman song for Toy Story. You've got a friend in me, performed by Bonorama, my probably my favorite uh, brass band. Certainly my favorite named. Oh, like uh, by trombones. I get, I get it. Okay. Like trombones, exactly. Okay. Bonorama, and here's their cover of "You've Got a Friend in Me." You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead, and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You've got a friend in me 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 you got troubles, well, I've got them too There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you we stick together and we see it through Cause you've got a friend in me Yeah, you've got a friend in me Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am Bigger and stronger too But none of them will ever love you the way I do It's me and you And as the years go by our friendship will never die You're gonna see it's a destiny Cause you've got a friend in me Might be a little bit smarter than I am Bigger and stronger too Maybe But none of them will ever love you the way I do It's me and you, boy And as the years go by Our friendship will never die You're gonna see it's our destiny Cause you've got a friend in me And you This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Choose one large enough for Johnny to see from the back row. Oh, okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.